0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible, and as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. Now welcome Barry Borthisel.
1: If God brings it to you, he will bring you through it. Now the big news. God has promised that we can become his temple. This is an overwhelming and an awesome thought.
2: Let the temple be filled with his glory. Let the glory Free.
1: Hello, everybody. Well, we just listened to Dave singing, Let the Temple. And that's really what this podcast series is about, is the importance of the fact that our bodies are God's temple. And in the notes that are available, and I really suggest you get the notes because without notes, it's hard to follow through on what you've heard. I remember reading some time ago that uh, some university in the United States did research and they found that people, if they heard a sermon or teaching or a speech, whatever, within one hour they forgot 70% of what they've heard. And within the next 24 hours, an, another 20%. So if you don't have the notes to follow through, and this whole podcast series is designed. For you to do a lot of thinking and setting yourself to apply the principles that we believe are here. So that's kind of the, the theme. And on the first page of the notes today, uh, we make the comment that, did you know that God has a vaccine that is approved in writing? We're hearing a lot about vaccines these days. And it's tested with instructions for life's problems today. Amazing because we are his temple. And it is also interesting to me that on this social media page that we put out, the quote from the Wall Street Journal, who will save us now from the monster COVID-19 has broken free. The pandemic has humbled the country and the world and has opened up millions of eyes to this risky universe once more. The article goes on to say, and very, very encouraging, for societies founded on biblical traditions, pandemics need not make for the end. Then it goes on to talk about a pandemic uh, can cause you to have a struggle, but it can produce great clarity. In the Old Testament, it would seem that men of Scripture resources may not only redeem catastrophe, but turn the moment into a great creative opportunity. And we've got some very, very inspirational stories and things to share with you over the coming weeks that probably most of you have never heard before. So we'd encourage you to follow through. The podcast series will address how to apply God's approved vaccine to any challenge that you may have, including financial, health, marriage, family, relationships, business, personal, and any other area. On the second page of the note is is the cover that has been designed for our 50-page manual, which will be available at a later date uh, to all of you. But the thing that I want to uh, mention here is about trials and and tribulations and so forth, which we're going to talk about on the first two podcasts, if God brings it to you, he will bring you through it. Now the big news. God has promised that we can become his temple. This is an overwhelming and, and awesome thought. The next picture is a picture of my beautiful dog, Monty. Monty is a rescue dog from Venezuela, a border collie has to be the sweetest dog in the world. And when I saw this saying, I thought this is what Monty and uh, Monty uh, looks like. And he may say the odd word if he barks or something through the podcast. That's okay. He's just trying to say hello to everybody. So if he barks, we'll let him bark. If not, I might, <laughs> might even make him bark. But uh, those of you that are dog lovers, and there's more and more dog lovers these days, the saying here, what a beautiful world it would be if people had hearts like dogs. And if you're a dog lover, you know exactly what we're talking about. So as we go to the study on page one, It is entitled, How to Handle Trials and Tribulations God's Way. Remember, you are God's temple. So I'm going to ask Ruth to share these six um, sayings that will encourage you to let you know that you're not alone and make a few comments. So, honey, where you go. So Charles Spurgeon said, trials
0: teach us who we are. They dig up the soil and let us see what we're made
1: of. <laughs> yes. that's, that's Monty saying hello to
0: <laughs> True faith is not going to get you out of a hard place, but it's going to change your heart out of a hard place. David Wilkinson said that. And D.L. Moody, he said, uh, The Bible was not given for our information, but for our transformation. God does not expect the impossible from us. God wants us to expect the impossible from him. That was D.L. Moody, too. Uh, Joyce Meyer, we all face storms in life. Some are more difficult than others, but we all go through trials and tribulations. That's why God gives us the gift of faith. And the last one is by Martin, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who's becoming a favorite of Barry's. Faith is the refusal to panic. And, you know, I, I've i been thinking about trials. Uh, we're all in in that. We're, we're using the word trial a lot. Um, I think I would define my trials right now as just disappointments. There's a lot of disappointment. Uh, we're approaching Christmas and we're, um, we're not buying any tickets for um, concerts, wonderful concerts that we used to attend at Christmas time or the family gatherings, you know, tomorrow is Barry and I's 20th wedding anniversary. And we're just, we're celebrating in. <laughs> and, you know, there's a part of me that's a disappointment on that. But even this morning on my walk, um, and it's wonderful how God brings the scriptures to mind. I, I came up with Psalm 23:1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, another translation says, I have everything that I need. And, you know, quickly I was brought up short. I have everything I need today. And I don't need to go to the trials. I don't need to spiral down with the trials. I have I have the Lord. I have Barry. I have the word. We have everything we need here. And, uh, yeah, do we miss the family? Do we miss um, things the way they were? You bet. But we have everything that we need in the Lord Jesus Christ today.
1: Thank you, honey. I want to talk just a moment uh, on page one of the notes, the vital importance of biblical worldview. Now, you can have a secular worldview, and there are different other worldviews, but it is important, particularly as the Wall Street Journal said, life has changed. We know that we'll probably never go back to what we had before, and so the importance of a worldview is very important. Now, obviously, from my perspective, Uh, My worldview is a biblical worldview. In other words, I try to make the decisions based upon what the Bible says. I mean, after all, the Bible is the world's bestseller, sold over 4 billion copies, 100 million a year. People are reading it like they've never read it before. So it obviously has something to say, but that's up to you to make your own personal decision. But a couple of statements about the importance of a worldview a worldview is the most important thing that we know about a man or woman, Richard Weaver. Isn't that an interesting statement? Number three would be a worldview is a way of viewing or interpreting all of reality. That's an, uh, from uh, Norman uh, uh, Giffler. And then C.S. Lewis said the human mind has no more power and of inventing a new value than planting a new sun in the sky or a new primary color in the spectrum. Isn't that interesting? So we want to deal with today in this uh, podcast about the provision of how God w- wants us to handle problems and tribulations. And that's part of a biblical worldview. Obviously, the only way a person can experience the provision of God is to have a personal relationship with God. This opportunity is simply to accept Christ as Savior, John 3, 14 to 21. So I want to talk a little bit about preparation. And I want to tell you a story about preparation that's very, very moving. But, you know, if you have uh, something wrong, you go to the doctor, and the doctor will say, here's the problem. Now, here's what I want you to do about it. Well, we want to approach this concept of trials and tribulations today with preparing how to ask God for wisdom. Now we all need wisdom and I'm just going to go through this today and and the next podcast and I go through this basically I read this aloud almost every day because we're not sitting in a position where we don't have problems. We've got severe business issues and financial issues that have been caused by COVID-19. So we're not preaching from some ivory tower, let me assure you of that. But preparation is very, very important for any kind of a worldview. And I want to read a story about preparation. And it's the famed runner, Joy Johnson, 86. She died one day after a New York um, marathon. She uh, ran 25 marathons, uh, and she started running at the age 59, and she ran three per year. The story goes on to say this year she finished the New York Marathon in less than eight hours and with a hoarding, with a hoard cheering her on, thanks to a 2008 Wall Street Journal profile that rendered her a celebrity among running fans. As Johnson did every year of the marathon, she visited today, television program on Monday morning to reconnect with her friend Al Roker, who over the years had sought her out in the crowd for a quick hello and a hug or a peck on the cheek. She was back this week having her chat with Roker. And then she they talked about her last marathon, where she ran her last marathon well into her 80s. And she goes on to say that when I finished the, the finish line in Central Park in the marathon, I just knew this is what I would do the rest of my life. That's after her first marathon. So she had to prepare for the marathons. You don't run a marathon because you want to run a marathon. And that principle applies to what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes about preparing your heart and your spirit as part of your temple and seeking God for wisdom, which we all desperately need. Johnson was featured in the runner's edition of Chicken Soup for the Soul in an entry written by Sanchez titled Running with Joy. And this is what really throws me. Each day, Joy Johnson abided, or I'm sorry, each day she read what was on her wall. It was a biblical writing she kept on her kitchen wall but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In 2011, she told the USA Today, I want to keep running as long as I can and drop in my running shoes when the time comes. And that's exactly what happened to this dear lady. In her 80s, she hit her head on the last uh, marathon. Took her back to her hotel room. She never woke up. The point is that Joy ran 25 marathons starting at 59 because she prepared. So I want to get Ruth to read some scriptures to you that that I go through myself personally. In preparation, just like Joy did, not for the running of the marathon. I tried it once and I didn't make it. I hit the wall at about 18 miles but scriptures that uh, I read daily before asking God preparation. Ruth?
0: The first one's from 2 Timothy 1.7. This is uh, one that we're hearing quite a lot right now. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, that is to be timid or be afraid to be a coward, but of power, dynamite, power. That that This is the word used for the Holy Spirit. He's given us a spirit of love and of a sound mind. The sound mind includes some self-control, discipline, and judgment. First Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting, there we go, tossing all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, no, nothing, huh? but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Supplication is a petition or a request. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In Isaiah, this is a good one. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. You know, Barry, there's so much in the word about his His right hand, his strong right hand. The last one is, is in Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind those whose mind is bent on you because he trusts in you. You know, when, when you're talking about wisdom... Barry, I like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 so so much. These are the this is probably my life verse. Um, trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And and that's kind of a daily um, motto for me, I would often will say, "Lord, what have you got in mind for today?" Because I need His wisdom. I need His wisdom, even in these days of being shut in, that my life would have a sense of productivity and fulfillment.
1: Thanks, honey. Now I, I want to go back to uh, point number point number two and just talk a little bit about some further preparation. Remember, this is all preparation for what we're going to teach over the next coming several podcasts. But point number two on page two of the notes that that are available to you, Psalm 3 is a morning prayer, and Psalm 4 is an evening prayer. And they're not long, but I want Ruth just just to read uh, Psalm 4, verse 8, which is an evening prayer that you say in preparation, just before you go to sleep, And then read Psalm 3, 5 to 6, which is a morning prayer, which is what you do when you get up.
0: All right. So uh, it's like a declaration for the evening. Psalm 4, verse 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And then the morning, the, the declaration would be, I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of tens of thousands of people.
1: Now, I envision thousands of people reading these two verses every day before you go to sleep, before you get up. Because what it will do for you, if I know it has helped me to prepare myself for asking God for wisdom. What do I do in this situation? What do I do in this situation? It's all about preparation. Then at the bottom of page two, as we close this podcast, this is certainly my personal goal. I call it a vision for all of us. It's from Isaiah 43, verse 19, which says, and I quote, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth Will you not be aware of it? Question mark. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, nobody can build a road in the wilderness but God. And nobody can make a river in the desert but God. And that principle applies to us as we prepare to ask for wisdom. Well, what does God want us from? What does God want us for all of this incredible preparation? Well, in the book of Hebrews, verses 13, chapter 13, verses 15 to 16, and it says, and I quote, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. And to, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. There are two sacrifices that God wants us to do. No, a sacrifice is not easy. Whether you sacrifice something for your family or for your business or for whatever, a sacrifice means you have to do something or give up something. So God is very, very pleased with two sacrifices. It's all he's asking. Isn't that incredible? In preparation for what he wants to do for us. Number one is that we give him the sacrifice of praise. And that's why Dave sings the song at the beginning of our podcast, Let the Temple Be Filled with His Praise. Kind of ties together. And the other sacrifice, of course, is to share and do good things for others, which is a big emphasis today. So the Lord bless you and keep you all. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the next podcast, we're gonna be talking a lot about faith. Faith is probably the number one ingredient of God's vaccine. And so I'm going to ask Ruth to pray, and then after she prays, Dave is going to come on with his two lovely daughters and sing that great hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. God bless you.
0: You know, Barry, I'm going to end with a verse uh, as a prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. (laughs)
2: Great is Thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changes not, Thy compassions they fail not. Bye. Wow.
0: joining us on Solomon's Porch. For notes from today's episode or to contact Barry, please go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.